1: Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
2: There's the music. We are underway. Episode 70 Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Little tidbits a rule that most people think they know or do know, but didn't know it applied. And of course, we're down to four in the quest for the Stanley Cup. Let's begin, Mr. Craig Button. Nice haircut, by the way. You look very good. (laughs) With the New York Rangers. Have you changed your mind one game in? Is it too radical to say, wow, on one day's rest, Igor Shosturkin did it again. The kid line are the Lightning Uh uh-oh, in trouble, or do you say, whoa, Camel, it's only one game?
0: Whoa, Camel. Whoa, whoa, Camel. Listen, you know, remember when Shesterkin got pulled in games three and four in Pittsburgh? And everybody, oh, yeah, Shesterkin's no good, blah, blah, blah. Remember when Vasilevsky gave up five in game one versus Toronto? Ah, You know what, Steve, it is one game. Like, the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't just become a bad team in one game. Shosturkin didn't become a bad goalie because he got pulled. He had, he had a couple tough games. That's okay. You know, it, it's it's coming back. It's not just about, okay, Shosturkin was good. We know he's good. He's a heart trophy finalist. Vasilevsky, I mean, he's got a chance to go for 18 in a row uh, in the playoffs without losing back-to-back games. No, I'm not worried. I'm not worried one bit. And if that's if it's going to change based on one game, well, then you're just going to go with the winner every time. The loser's always in trouble, and the winner's always uh, the, the favorite. Like, uh, no. I thought that the Tampa Bay, at 2-2, I thought the game was really, really in, in, in a competitive balance. And then the Rangers, you know, took it. Shesterkin made some great saves, and then they ran away with it. But all in all, Tampa Bay had some great looks, had some great opportunities. Stamkos, Kucherov, they're the ones that, that, that Shesterkin was turning away. So, no, Steve, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Are you worried? I'm not worried, but I think the advantage
2: of rest and the Rangers going right back at it, although I just heard the stat in the last seven situations of a team coming off a sweep and another team winning in seven, the team that had the one day rest is seven and oh, so I guess in a way, the Rangers better have won the game. Or maybe they would have been, quote, in more trouble having home ice advantage. So uh, when I heard that stat, it kind of baffled me a little bit because I didn't know that stat, Mr. Button.
0: 1994, our team in Dallas swept the St. Louis Blues four straight. We were waiting for the winner of the Calgary-Vancouver series. Double overtime, Pavel Bure, boom, boom, right? And we think, oh, yeah, they're tired. They made such quick work of us. We were done in five games. The series was over in the first three, but but it had to go, they had to win four. It, it was unbelievable how they came into Dallas and just, they said, yeah, you're good. We're good. Let's get this over with. We were finished before it even started.
2: Well, uh, last night, Oh wow! I mean, I'm the the two saves, one by Sisterkin, Sh- and then the double pad stack yeah. uh, by Victor Hedman. Uh, Ryan Reeves carries in over the blue line with like five seventeen on the clock. The Rangers have it in there for a minute and then score an absolute beauty. Um, and maybe that's an example of being off for eight or nine days of not being as quick and as sharp. That second period is as good as the Rangers can get, and we've just seen fourteen and eight here in game ones of four goalies in one game and the best two in another and one of the best goalies in the world if not the best gives up six I think he'll be better next game he always bounces back but some of the plays you know the one save was Jacob True. I thought that that Stamkos got robbed but but then Shesterkin made the other save there must have been five to ten what we would call glorious scoring opportunities that Shesterkin stopped Or we're 5-5 going to overtime. And you wonder, can he keep that going? Will the Lightning get to him? Um, I know 86 was a little disappointed in himself. Kucherov had a lot of opportunities. I can't wait for Friday. I I mean, it was entertaining. It was, don't let the score fool you at 6-2. That was a close, entertaining hockey game. Yeah, the 5-2 goal kind of stretched the lead a bit. I was, I I, I love the pace. I just love the pace.
0: Well, the Rangers, I'm like you, that second period that they played was, was outstanding. And the way they controlled play in, in the offensive zone. And, you know, that those sweeping motions, everybody in movement, you know, moving around. I mean, the, the heat of one-timer, I mean, it, it's an intercepted pass by Fox. He kind of fakes out Stamkos back to Lafreniere over to Candre Miller. Like it was, it was a thing of beauty. I like to do diagrams, like, you know, on the play, and I'm just going like, you know, you, can't di- you can you, you, you not diagram what happened. You can't diagram it, that as a play because, you know, they're, they're doing it in real time. They're doing it in motion. They're doing it on the move, right? Like, you know, there's no way you can say, okay, we're going to try this play. It, 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 it really speaks to the speed of the game, Steve. And the speed of the game and the pace, it's not just about skating. It's about the way they think. It's about that goal, how everybody is engaged with one another. You know, I call it interplay. Like, think about it. Everybody's engaged, and everybody's watching and looking. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm open. Okay, get it to me. Unbelievable. Remember the game? And, and the game has changed drastically. Into the corner, cycle it, you know, <laughs> turn it back, okay, point, shot, tip, right? Like, you know, players now. They have creativity, they have imagination, and that was on display on a high level on Broadway on that Hedl second goal that made it four-two. It was unbelievable. It was, a, it was a thing of beauty. It was it was ballet on ice.
2: Yeah, for sixty seconds against the Tampa yeah, Bay Lightning, <laughs> who I think were overwhelmed. It wasn't a good look for them on the Caco to Hedl three-two goal. A lot of guys puck watching looking at each other, standing around, letting Capo Caco do his thing behind the net. Uh, and then the goal that we just talked about. I, I think that was a wow moment early in the series for Tampa. Like, wow, we don't have our minds and legs as good as we can be. We're, we're going to, you know, okay, yep, yep, your game, your moment. Because at that point, it was very hard. When you score four, then that means five on Shesterkin. And it probably means in regulation and hopefully one in overtime. Now the counter will be Tampa bouncing back. Vastilevsky, uh, and they've done it before and they've done it a lot. And they're playing the law of averages a little bit on losing and then winning again. But I think Tampa knows the areas where they have to be better. Uh, defensive zone coverage for sure. And I think they believe if we keep doing the things offensively, like some of the moves and plays and, and you've got Schusterkin kicking out his right leg. At times it was Schusterkin in the shooter. And you're going, like, can that happen again? Like, I think Tampa's thinking, we're going to keep throwing our 40 shots and getting our high danger um, and moving the puck offensively. That's going to come. Like, we're going to get more than two if we play like that. But in our own zone, we there was leakage. We have to clean up some of the leakage. To me, the keys were the 4-2 and 3-2 goals for sure. And when Fox has the puck, Perry and Stamkos got fooled. You got to be careful how you go at him. You have to have a stick here and body position. Both guys kind of like football. They went after the running back and all they did is do this and made a move. That's dangerous. You got to be careful where he's got it. And what he did, and you alluded to it, Fox on Stamkos, now you're one man short. That's a scary, even-strength play, Stammer. And I think they learned. They learned about number 23, not that they didn't know him before, but how dangerous he can be with the puck.
0: So two things I'm going to ask you, like I'm going to make a comment. I'm telling you, I was lucky. I was lucky in Dallas we had Sergei Zuboff. And I'm telling you, Adam Fox reminds me so much of Sergei Zuboff. And he asked players, Steve. They said, well, yeah, we knew what he was going to do, and he would just give you a head fake, and, and you know, and, and he'd beat you. And he would go, okay, I can't be sucked in, and he'd suck you in. It's like it's like he's, like, you know, even though you know what those players are going to do, they, they have so many fakes and, you know, the ability to uh, deceive you and make you think you're going, they're doing one thing and they do something different. It, it really is a phenomenal skill. Igor Sisterkin, you've seen a lot of goaltenders you and over all the time does he remind you of anybody does he remind you of any particular goaltender or a combination of styles the way he plays in the net
2: there's a hybrid of at least two a little bit um because there's moments when he's as they say positionally and tactically sound but then when the trouble comes and he needs to do something unorthodox Two of the modern, most unorthodox, successful goalies would be some Hashik and some Curtis Joseph when things got in trouble. When things got in trouble, the goalie coach can't help you, right? The the push off to the post and, and, and if they don't shoot there and kick it in front, I can't do another move. So one of the saves reminded me of Cujo when Cujo got in trouble uh and the other one has got some hashik into him and i i know people agree with that or not but at times you got to throw the the goalie school book out the window and i i think i see a little bit of that in him and i think that his confidence is sky high right now he's a bit of a diver but his confidence is sky high right now mr button
0: yeah i don't have a problem with the with the, with, the, with the whole theatrics, I don't. It's Broadway, Steve. It's Broadway. Come on. You got to have a little theater. You know, I, I, great. Like, you know, I've tried to think about his style because I think he does have a hybrid style. I think he does. You talk about his technical and athletic ability. I'll tell you what. His hockey sense, his hockey sense is off the charts great. You remember the play he made? Uh, I forget who made the pass from below the goal line right to Kucherov and it was on his right shoulder. And so the play comes off his right shoulder and quickly to Kucherov on, 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 on the, on the right-wing side. And Kucherov takes it all in one motion. And not only was he off the post, he was off the post and out. And Kucherov had nowhere to go. And I remember watching Kucherov was like, damn, he, there was a lot of Kucherov with like, like you know, he couldn't believe he got there. He couldn't believe he got there, but that ability to read the play, that ability to understand how things are unfolding. I think it's off the charts. I I think his hockey sense and IQ for goaltenders is, is, I think it's the best on it's right there with the, with the best ever. Perdue was a brilliant goaltender. I think it's has that type of hockey sense.
2: Yeah. And I, and, and let's be honest where we're are right now. Um, can could win the cup for the Rangers. Like, we're that close now. I agree. So how Tampa plays on Friday, can't wait. Adjustments, can't wait. Uh, Execution, can't wait. Defensive maneuvering, can't wait. But right now, clearly, Shesterkin's played the Rangers four times this year, won them all with a goals against average under two. Those are amazing numbers. And speaking of games number two... Ladies and gentlemen, time now for KB on Ice and Inside Look at the NHL, brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is Canada Sportsbook, 19-plus play responsibly. Two
0: and two. Game two, game two. Who do you like? Steve, I'm confused. I am. I'm sitting here looking at the Colorado-Edmonton series. I'm going, oh, my Lord. Look at that. It's it's like 8-6 up and down the ice. Smith, he's rebounded nicely in games, too. No Darcy Kemper, perhaps. Where do I go? Where do I go, Steve? I don't know where I go. Wayne Gretzky says uh, he'd like to play in today's uh, NHL playoffs with all that offense. I think if Ben is in the net, it better be an 8-7 game, a 9-8 game. Let's go. I'm going with the abs. High scoring. High scoring game number two. It ain't going to be. These teams don't know how to play tight. They can't, And if you have friends in the net, you can't play tight. Tapa Bay comes back in game two. No question. Shosturkin was really good. Nothing against Vasilevsky. I, I don't have a problem with it, the goals. Bottom line is Shosturkin was awesome. Tapa Bay will find an answer.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with you just because that streak of bouncing back. Uh, Vasilevsky may be mad at himself. Shosturkin, is he going to be that acrobatic? Again, and the second period, Tampa kind of did some that one-minute shift of zone time that led to the second heatle goal. Uh, good night, Irene. So I'm with you on Tampa bouncing back. I think the Oilers are gonna get this Francis, and if they don't, I think they go home and split, and this is a short series. So, in the effort of a longer series and excitement, the Oilers they won't keep the puck totally out of their net, but <laughs> A 5-4, something like that, victory. I'm going both series tied, Craig. 1-1, one, 1-1. One, one, one.
0: Good, there we go. That, that, that be, that'll be uh, both teams going home. It creates lots of excitement for the home fans. And take the overs. Take the <laughs> overs. With the most comprehensive odds, Sports
2: Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see what sports betting has to offer sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod head to sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod 19 plus good luck and play responsibly craig button i remember watching looney tunes and daffy duck said they said it couldn't be done but they'd done it and bugs bunny said what they do what they do reinvent the battle of alberta 2.0 on steroids with two better teams Come on, guys. 15 goals in game one. What do you think this series is going to? 14. 14 goals. Controversy. Four goalies. And wow moments. Big picture. Big picture. Now, it might not be as high scoring, but Craig, on the entertainment meter, the button meter, you got to tell me that you were – glued you you probably wish you were in Denver the way you were at all the games in the Battle of Alberta
0: I, I, I do I, I mean at one point in time I was thinking to myself where am I like I'm in my I'm in my uh house I, and I, it felt just like being a game one against the Calgary Flames and it, it just it was unbelievable and the back and forth I mean the, right away Evander Kane you know goal Back, it's one one. It's two one. It's two two. It, it's three two. It's four two. Like I mean, it was just it was like it's rapid. It, it's not just that there's entertainment because of the goals. It it it's how rapid plays are developing and how quickly things are happening around you. You don't even have a chance to catch your breath. I mean, in that one in that one game they, they, in the game five, four goals in seventy two seconds. Calgary and Edmonton. You know, and you they, they can't even keep up with announcing who scored the goals. And that's how it felt like on uh, on 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 Tuesday. It, it, you, when you have that type of skill, the whole lot on the ice. When you have that type of skill, you're going to, and that type of speed. I'm telling you, I'm not so sure it's not going to be a whole lot of the same coming game two. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, I'm not sure it it can be a tight checking game, despite Wayne talking about. Uh, You know, we got to play defense. Uh, I don't know if the players are got the mentality of a Randy, Greg, Charlie, Huddy, Kevin, (laughs) Lowell. Today's generation of defensemen, they're not in that mode. I don't think they are.
2: Even at 7-3, we saw it again. McDavid went, not yet, not yet. 7-4, 7-5, 7-6. When it's 7-3, I say, for the team that's trailing, give me one chance to tie the game and watching it live and going back. The Oilers had legitimately, after 7-6, four chances. We could argue which one was the best. McDavid came down, tried to go short side shelf, and just missed it. And Leon Dreisaitl, under a minute to go. What a pad save by Pavel François, who looks like he's the goalie of record. We're assuming at press time here that it'll be Mike Smith again. He seems to lose game ones and, and bounce back. I don't know if the Oilers can keep the puck out of their net enough to win the series and, or then outscore their own defensive deficiencies. And then when eight, seven, seven, seven like, I don't know. I don't know. I think that the Oilers season is on the line in game two. I'd like to think there's a bounce back and Pavel French is still not Darcy Kemper who has not been great. I mean, Kemper pulled himself and is that, under nine, you talk about Shusterkin like Kemper on that team in front of that defense has an 897 playoff save percentage. That's not Brodeur, that's not Wah, that's not Buddy Belfour of yours. So maybe François is the short term answer, I don't know, but I think the Oilers can only win like five, four, six, and that's. Not a good recipe. This isn't Gretzky's Oilers against Murray Bannerman and Ludzie's Hawks. Ludzie was plus one in that 13-2 game. He said, I had my man. Oh, you might have Ludzie, but the rest of your team didn't. I'm starting, like, this is not the Flames and the Kings. This is you-know-who. So I'm intrigued about game two, Mr. Button, and stopping the, the superstars, really,
0: well, the superstars, the speed that Colorado plays with, obviously they have the speed right through their lineup. Not 12 forwards, who, who can't skate? They all can skate. They pose a different challenge for the Edmonton Oilers than the uh, Calgary Flames did. And, you know, the defensemen are up in the, in the play. And, you know, again, everybody's talking about Connor McDavid. He didn't have one of his best games. Yeah, okay, yeah. Three points, I just had three points. Didn't have one of my best games. It's amazing think what he's doing. Honestly, I I just sit here in absolute uh, amazement. I thought it was a tougher start
2: for the Edmonton Oilers. Connor and his line got better. And the matchup of, for the most part, 13 minutes, even strength of 29 versus 97 was very intriguing. They're actually only each on the ice for one goal each, but the underlying numbers did favor McKinnon's group in terms of head-to-head. I think from the get-go, McDavid and Dreisaitl will be better. But what about the rest of the group? Like, Kadri could be better. And Miller, um, uh, JT Comfort has been a factor now for the Avalanche. He's, a, he's providing a good third option. So as much as some of the Oilers players I think will be better from the get-go – the Avs have a lot of weapons here as well. And I thought it would be 2-1 at the first uh, TV timeout. It was only 1-1. And then here came the real scoring. But I think now, yeah, the Oilers will make adjustments and be better. But well, that doesn't mean the Avalanche won't as well. So I'm intrigued to see these horses run and how the Oilers, as much as they love the track meets, you're, you're taking on, you know, a lot of Usain bolts on the other side, Craig. That's the thing. We might be better. We'll be faster. Our relay will be smoother. But you don't think the they will be? That's what I'm intrigued at. That's my intrigue in this game too, of that maybe the Oilers are so darn good and fast, but the Avalanche are so darn good and fast, faster. That's scary.
0: So I have a question for you. Leon Dreisaitl is is, is looking more and more like a, like a healthier Leon Dreisaitl, moving and you put them back in the middle of the ice. Is that yes. the adjustment? See, that's the adjustment I'm I'm really curious to see, Jay. I, I, I would do that. because I, 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 I'm gonna go McDavid, Dry Nugent Hawkins up the middle to try to counterbalance that speed and 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 the ability of Colorado to come at you in waves. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I'm not I'm not having I'm gonna I'm gonna double up with McDavid and, and dry when it's right, but no, I'm I'm getting I'm getting dry back in the middle.
2: Yeah. And very, very, I, I understand when you're losing six three, and what's the difference six three 10-3. but some little weird things, and I get you know Evan Bouchard was kind of caught, and then there's Yarvey. but Yarvey has to, it probably was a good spot to take a penalty, but there's moments where it happened, it happened in the first goal last night with the Rangers, I think that was a Ranger setup, they set up McDonough. And then the Vetrano tip was to Zibanejad, and Kucherov couldn't get there. I right. think it was a setup. And I thought of you because it was protecting outside the dots by McDonough. I think they got played. I think they got played. When Zach Cassian had the puck, he just assumed that Duncan Keith was going to be at the left point. Where was, like, they were not on the same page, Mr. Button. And that led to the Andrew Cogliano goal. If Andrew Cogliano's scoring, that's not good for the Edmonton Oilers. There's some discombobulation on where we are in when our defenseman's in. And I get that style. But the defenseman needs to know if Cooley goes in, Button is back. Not just in mind and in body, but in spirit. Like, you got to protect me. I didn't see that synergy. I didn't see that synergy there for the Oilers. And that it didn't work. It better be there, Craig. That magic of going—you know—when McCarr goes up, right? Rantanen's—he's back. Scott i got gotcha. you. If not, then we're we're playing with fire. And the Oilers—they played with a lot of fire, and they got burnt a lot. I'm just saying, X's and O's wise—that's what I noticed in those games.
0: Well, I, you know, I man. I'm not—I uh, totally agree with you. You know, positional discipline—I call it, Steve. I call it like you know. You know, being be, be understanding that you're, if you're off by by three feet, three feet's a lot of a lot of space in this game. I remember, you, you know, I was talking about Oliver Shillington earlier in the season, and Oliver Shillington really developed as a, as a real good NHL, real solid NHL defenseman. Oliver's always been an exceptional skater, and 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 people ask me, well, what's happened? I said, well, you know, this is this is where coaching comes in. Oliver used to take a wrong step forward, one wrong step forward in the wrong direction. But once you take one wrong step in the wrong in, in the wrong direction, that means you need two steps to make up. Two steps <laughs> may as well be a hundred yards in this game with the speed and the quickness. So when you talk about McDonough being outside the dots, Cody Cece. On the McKinnon goal, he he was outside the dots at center ice. I mean, Darnell Nurse had no chance to defend against Nathan McKinnon there. And you're going, like Cody, what are you doing? They like, just just move four feet, three four feet in, and now and now and now the gap is closed. Now you can play him up, McDonough. I agree with you. They played him. They he wanted to push up there. Nice little chip by Vitrano. But that positional discipline is so important we we talk about the offensive zone play, the New York Rangers and how they're all the interplay. The interplay has to work exactly the same way defensively backing you up defensively is what you just talked about. And you know what, you, if you don't do that, you're, you're going to be vulnerable. Cause teams transition in the snap of a finger.
2: Yeah. And John Cooper said before the game, it's, it's game one. And then he alluded to the adjustments, but, you don't make adjustments in game one because it's game one Um, almost as if to say the Rangers are going to give us some things and we might see some things we haven't either seen yet or in a while. And I know the one game, you know, was COVID related Rangers lightning. I know Brian Elliott played in one game. I, I know that. And then we talk about numbers. So Shesterkin is now four and as we mentioned against the lightning. So that's four for four. Is he going to go seven for seven, seven for eight? Does it matter? Do we look at it? Like, I think at this point, and we've gone through the hashiks, the Belfort, the Waz, and some of these people. Craig, I, I, I don't know if he gets in people's heads. Like, I don't. I, I, I wonder. I wonder. Because on the other side, I would not need to do fake shot pass to score in the other series. Like, if I'm coming in and I can backdoor with you and it's a goal – but I'm I'm doing it. But if I need to sauce, if I need to force, and I'm coming in on Smith, Koskinen, Francois or Kemper, I'm shooting the puck. I'm shooting the puck, like I'm. I. But if it's Shosturkin, I I, I want to get like there was you know the the Nick Paul play to Kucherov was the right play. It it was Kucherov actually shot it wide. I thought Shosturkin made it. Yeah, he out. did. But if that's Nick Paul coming in, stick in the middle on Mike Smith, Coskin, and francois I think you're shooting. You're saying, "Well, if it's Mike Smith, they think they can beat him in the glove. If it's francois they think they can beat him a low blocker." Like all those things are intriguing. Those are game changers. Nine ninety seven, nine ninety eight to nine forty. <laughs> Craig, that's Mount Kilimanjaro, and I—I I mean, you've seen it. I've seen the goalies we talked about. I. I I don't know if it's too early for this, but if I'm a shooter, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking
0: four goalies. We saw in game one, four goalies. I'm asking you, I asked you earlier about just You talked about his confidence and like, you know, how, how, how well is there any, is there any, is there any comparison to 1993 Patrick law beat me Uh me Uh if you can. You, well, you just said New York Rangers could win the Stanley cup. Beat me if you like. You know, if you bring it. Like I, I'm. I, as you were just talking, I'm. I I just went back to 93. Like it's like Patrick with the wink.
2: <laughs> well, hasn't Shusterkin told Malkin to shut up? Right. Um, made some other you know almost gestures. There hasn't been a wink yet, but he's had moments with other players now. The stammer thing was a bit of a dive. Um, Perry was in his grill. Apparently he's done a lot of chatting in Russian. Maybe he's said things we just don't know. Um, this is intriguing. Like, like this is, you, you don't tell Malkin in the last game to shut up as you're going to play someone in the first round unless you feel you got it. And there are people who feel that he feels he's got it. And that's something, because most people would grip it and zip it until they did it. But it's almost as if um, he said the right things about Vasilevsky, but what's he going to say? It's almost as if he pumped Vasilevsky's tires the way you guys handled Patrick Waugh. In a, in, in a... psych, The psychology... I just finished Ted Lasso. The psychology of sports. You don't think it's a... Craig, I read your position paper. You really you, you gave me confidential information—twenty pages. How to handle the avalanche? I find that intriguing, my friend. I think Shusterkin is doing some Fraser Crane psychology right now.
0: I agree. I mean, but and, and 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 you know what? Like he he's a confident he's a confident goaltender. He's unbelievable. He really is. I mean, I'm gonna on, on another episode when, when the time is right. I'm I'm gonna talk about a goaltender playing outside the NHL that might have Shusterkin-like qualities and ability. Wow.
2: Every GM is going to want to know who you're talking about.
0: There's only one GM that has them.
2: Oh, GM's got them. Yep. Oh, okay. Great tease. Um, that's the conference finals. Other items in play, and you tell me what interests you the most. Can I
0: ask you a question? Sh- should I just say who it is?
2: No, no. <laughs> Wait for 71. Wait for 71. Um, Blues keep the core. Shifley stays. Marty St. Louis, three-year contract. And the silly season. Forsberg. What ends up happening with Nashville? Um, There's a lot of interesting UFAs in the mix here. Uh, Carolina's got to do some retweaking. Um,
0: St. Louis, surprise? Three-year deal? Is that... uh, No. I'm not surprised. I, I like, I mean, what he went in there and did, I mean, I, I think one of the things coaches like any good coach or teacher, they want to see the best in you. They want to help you see the best in yourself and they want to help you realize that potential. Listening to Marty Saint Louis talk, I mean, I, I'm sitting there going, there it is right there. That's why the players love them. because you know, it's not just all about winning every game. It's about development, young players knowing where you're at. And Marty has a great mind. He's got a great outlook. And, and the biggest thing about Marty is he knows what he doesn't know. He's not afraid to say, hey, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still like I'm not a good coach right now. I want to be a good coach. I'm going to surround myself with good people. I mean, I don't know what more he could ask for. He, he's unbelievable. I I, I I root for him. I really do. I'm just so, so. Uh, impressed by his demeanor and his approach and the way he talks about coaching. I just, I really am.
2: Yeah. I hope he succeeds. Like I said, it's rare to get a guy coaching who has zero professional experience and the coaching experience is his kids. Uh, Maybe he's the exception to the rule. Rod Bridenmore actually did a different route as well. Retired. Like he didn't go back to the bottom, right? Like these players play till 40. They retire. Well, they've been training since they were four and then they trained for 36 years and now shouldn't they go back to the bottom and people have done it differently. There are exceptions and maybe uh, to a certain extent, Steve Eisman you know, certain extent, Rod Brindamore, maybe Marty St. Louis are, are different. Uh, Johnny Goodrow, 50 50 to stay. And is there a trade between the blues and Kachuk? Like, No, No, there's no trade to me. I say to Matthew eight years, let's go giddy up eight years.
0: Why would the, like the Calgary Flames don't have to do anything with Matthew Kachuk now, unless they can blow the doors off in a trade. Matthew Kachuk's a unique player to me. He should be the captain of the Calgary Flames. Like you, you do not go into a, a, into a situation with Matthew Kachuk and go, Oh, we should consider trading him. You, You talk about a contract eight years, whatever. And 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 if it doesn't get anywhere, you have trade deadline next year to, to, to do it. It's not like that. Johnny Goudreau interesting, 50-50. I don't know what it is. How about this one, though? I'm going to throw one at you. All those Swedish players in Calgary. If I'm Brad Trey Living, I'm going to go, you guys, I think you need to go on a recruiting mission with Mr. Philip Forsberg. What do you think of that?
2: I love it. <laughs> I love Philip Forsberg. I placed him on Carolina the other day. If the owner wants to spend some money, because I might lose Trochek. Hang might- on a
0: second. He spends to the cap. Tom Dundon spends to the cap. What do you mean if he wants to spend money? He you, think to be, the cap. you think he'll
2: be? You think eighty eighty
0: two point five next year? He spends to the cap, Steve. What do you mean if he if he if he wants to spend money? He spends to the cap. Tom Dundon spends to the cap.
2: Okay, I'm gonna. Do clip this. Clip this. <laughs> Right. So, okay. They, they got a, they got a good foundation. They got to make decisions on Trocek. They got to make decisions on, um, Tony D'Angelo. They got to make decisions, you know, one year left on Anderson and, and Ranta. So, okay. I'm going to clip that and, and, and see what he does. Uh, Craig, we've been flying through this one and guess what? We're already at final thoughts brought to you by ultimate hockey fans, UltimateHockeyFans.com hockey forward slash cool button pod. Talk to Paul Cohen and you'll get our ceiling fan puck light fixture discounts. You go first on episode number 70.
0: Well, you you know, you talk about tidbits. And so certainly, you know, as as the season is is wound down for 28 teams, coaching vacancies. Oh, no, it's very interesting. Isn't it very interesting? You know, Barry Trotz is out there. Vegas has an opening. Dallas has an opening. You know, I, I I think about you know different people in different spots, and you know what you know we talk about Phil Forsberg, Johnny Goudreau, the free agent market, you know, the, just to name a couple. The coaches, you know, teams need to get their, their 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 coaches in order. Like they need to get their their situation. Detroit, you know, like where are they at, and who's to say that there might not be other changes that the general managers are considering? I, I I think the next month is going to be really interesting because the the time to make changes is in the off season contracts off the uh, off the books it's really hard to add and, and we talk about spending to the cap or near the cap that's done in the summer so what kind of trades are going to be made you brought up st louis and and calgary i i say no unless unless brad trailman can 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 make a trade so so one sided or nearly one sided for his team but this is when moves happen let's not forget after after uh, the Flyers had a disappointing season after going to the Stanley Cup Final, who went? Carter and Richards. Carter and Richards in the off season. Big trades. That's what. you That this is the this is the off season. Coaches, but you need coaches in place. You know they need to be part of the equation.
2: I'll I'll piggyback on that because I was going to anyway. And since you mentioned Philly, when you look at the money already committed and spent in Philadelphia, when you look at what they've got in veteran talent. How they need to protect Carter Hart with two years left. What is Carter Harts? John Tortorella in Philadelphia for a win now pot committed team. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued if John Tortorella does go in, what he can do with some of those older players, and if he can get the flyers in and around wild Card two for next year. That fascinates me cause they couldn't keep the puck out of their net. Elaine Vigneault tried, Mike Yo tried. Let's see if Tortorella can try. It'd be great to have him back. I'm intrigued what the Flyers do because they're so far down the road with those contracts, Mr. Craig Button. We're down the road as well. Just like that, episode 70 is gone. And the tag, the hook, Craig is going to unveil a goalie in episode 71. That only one team has, but maybe the other 31 wish they had. For Craig Button, Bruce Fulton, and I'm Steve Cooley. will unveil the masked man next time. Be well.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,